Southern Rock Podcast, a southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. With me always is Jason. What, what's up, man? What's going on? I am, uh, no, uh, what is up? I'm not, not. Not a lot is up. We're out of our finally out of our COVID quarantine in our house. My son tested negative on day nine, so he's free. We're free of nobody else got in the house. So that's that's really the biggest news, man. What's going on with you? Cool. Well, it's good to know you're out of COVID. Uh, we're out of winter now that it's May in North Dakota. We're out of winter. I think uh, a lot of rain. Uh, we last year was really dry. There was no mosquito bites, but this year we're going to get devoured. So. Lots of standing water, um, but you know I'm I'm good. I'm good. I gotta ask you. You know, uh, we we talk about sports sometimes, and yep. uh, um, did the Bengals' success is that kind of make it up for what the Reds are looking like right now? Yeah, it is. It takes the sting. <laughs> I know out. it's like early. I know it's early in the season. You know, a historical rough start to the to the year for the Reds, which which is really which is sad. So I saw a couple of memes. One one uh, last week was like. Bengals wins in 2022, four. Reds wins in 2022, three. <laughs> <laughs> and we realized the Bengals, you know, they played yeah. in, in, in the playoffs in January and then the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in February. Now, you know, to have that, that kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, but at, since the weekend, Brian, the Bengals or the Bengals, the Reds have doubled their win total. They won right three out of four games since last Friday. So they went from three wins to six and they're like six and 23 right now. So yeah. hot streak. Well, you have a lot more uh, in-depth knowledge of, of baseball than me. I think you'd mentioned this pitching was an issue where they dumped a lot of pitchers or. or uh, they dumped happened? a couple really good hitters. And then, yeah, well, they got rid of everything. They got rid of a couple, couple good frontline starting pitchers, got rid of a couple hitters at the same time. So really they were left with not a lot. Uh, Jonathan India, the rookie of the year is back, although he's hurt his hamstring twice already has not played much of anything. So it is, it's going to be a tough year. Uh, tickets are going to be easy to get there at great American ballpark. If anybody's looking. Right on, right on. Um, so uh, now COVID's gone, like we said, or almost gone, or you, you're out of your COVID and stuff. Uh, tours are back up and kicking around. Uh, bands are releasing records. Yep. Um, on the 29th, uh, the Steepwater band released their new record return of the wheel. Uh, we'll have Joe on real soon. Uh, and there were other releases that day, and 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 one of them is our guest coming up. Yeah, one of them are our guests coming up. I just want to throw two other releases out for everybody. So uh, the 1972 Amazon original album by the Black Crows, where they recorded, right. you know, six songs that they really liked from the year 1972. So rocks off, uh, uh, you wear it well. So we've got Stones, we've got uh, Rod Stewart, 
Um, easy to slip, which I believe is Little, Little Feet. Feet. Yeah. Uh, Moon, Moon Age Daydream, which is a David Bowie song, which actually sounds really freaking good. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Papa Was a Rolling Stone by The Temptations. So that's mm -hmm. a really good album. Go to our our Facebook page. Brian posted the whole release concert that was live with our with our friend Charlie Starr playing lead guitar as a villain. Yeah. While Isaiah was with Earthless. It's yeah. amazing. Yep. Amazing, amazing show. Amazing. His uh, solo and playing on, on, on Moon Age Daydream is so good, Brian. I listened to it earlier today while I was working, get some work done. And I just, one, it's a Bowie song. It's an interesting choice for the, for the Black Rose, but like Charlie's playing on that live, the, the, the release record or the release performance is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Poor Isaiah Mitchell. <laughs> when he comes back, he's like, oh man. I mean, Charlie, <laughs> listen, there's not a lot of people that can compete on stage singing or playing guitar with Charlie Starr. So right. it's, yeah, you know, what, uh, are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. And then, same with blackberry smoke they finally released the record store release stone which was their live mm -hmm. playing right. of yep. that is now on streaming services and i think you can buy physical cds at the same time so mm -hmm. some really good stuff i've been listening to that at the same time as well as listening to uh the album of our guest um who just came who just like I said the album's rolling came out april 29th and it's our friends from jane lee hooker out of new york yeah joining us again is uh tracy hightop Tina Gorin, and we're for the first time ever, we get to talk to Dana Athens, better known as Danger. What a what a uh, treat that was. Uh, they you know, listen. We already knew Tina and Tracy were great, and they you know they're a fun fun duo to talk to. They're great guitar players, but throwing Dan in the mix, and she just like like the rest of them, really good, fun band, good music, like just just a great to talk to and. They were getting ready. They're getting ready to leave to go to Europe the next day with to get a, a good European tour going for a few weeks. And they were nice enough to give us an hour before they had to pack everything up and head to the airport. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're like within, you know, like we've had so many guests on and but there's, you know, like a you know smaller amount of group of, of bands that are like maybe a little extra special to us, you know, bands like, you know, Magnolia Bayou, Them Dirty Roses, um, of course, the Thunderbolts, Jive Mother Marion and, uh, you know, uh, Mojo Thunder and the Cold Stairs. Um, you just and, sort of grasp it immediately become yeah, friends with it. Yeah, like. and yeah. Jane Lee Hooker is in that group too. So it's, it's they're regulars. It's always great to see them. Uh, always great to talk to them. We always get a lot of laughs and have a great time. Yeah, and you know, again, you could talk to those guys for a couple hours. They didn't have it, which is fine. We'll catch them when they come back. So to give us some uh, road stories from Europe and see how, how many other uh, mortgages they can walk into. <laughs> well, sure <laughs> and on that note uh kick back relax and uh, listen to our conversation with tracy tina and dana from jane lee hooker here at the guest segment of the podcast and i always throw it over to jason to tell you guys the listeners who's with us this week 
Thanks, Brian. As always, it's my pleasure to announce who we have on. It is, I think, a hat trick returning guest, right, Tracy? Three times for you now? Oh, yeah. This is my third time. Yep. yep. So we we have Tracy Hightop and we have Dana Athens from our favorite blues-based band out of New York City, Jane Lee Hooker. How are you guys both doing? Great. Doing good. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Thanks for being here again. Yeah, Tracy, I, um, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I can't imagine that the it's even more charm. The third time could be even more charming than our last two times. We had such <laughs> we had such great times both times. It was such a great conversation. The second time so, was a little sad because we were talking, yeah. you know, not on a good subject, but we had fun as much fun as you could have talking about, you know, yep. somebody yep. dying. Yeah, but we, we talked about all the joy that he brought Joe and I and everybody and so, everybody. That's yeah. right. But we thank you for being on. And Dana, it is so glad we are so happy to have you on. Uh, Brian and I are big fans of the band and your singing is excellent well, thank you very much uh i really enjoyed uh the last time you interviewed tracy so i'm really happy that i awesome. get to be here now <laughs> <laughs> you get to take the heat instead of tina this time the best part was when tracy told us the first time she met you she was like running late or whatever and walked in and just saw you like hey what's up just like you've been there like forever so it's very like cool. forever we caught eyes and it was like oh it's you hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah completely it and was i was so nervous but then i met everyone besides tracy obviously and then i there was just no nerves it was just not a thing right on, yeah. right like it was meant to be mm-hmm. it was just the most familiar feeling ever when i saw her face for the first time i was like oh hi yeah Good to see oh, yeah, you. Too. I saw you on Monday, but um, great to see you now. <laughs> well, I know you got you two do not have a lot of time because you're getting ready to ho- head over for Europe for a tour. And why you're going on tour is the reason we have you guys on to talk about this new album that just came out on April 29th, Roland. So, Brian, uh, Brian always starts off the questions and then I just <laughs> throw in random commentary. Be ready. Yeah, let's just, just talk about how this uh, record came to be from when it was a twinkle in your eye to to when it's done, pressed, and everything? It's a, such a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> the Twinkle was pre-pandemic. You know, we were already gearing up for recording, and then, boom, everything happened. But we still managed to get this amazing body of workout, <laughs> despite all odds. And we had to be super patient, and it took longer, and we delayed things, and... And that's fine. And it's finally out. It feels surreal, actually. When you guys were recording in the heat of the lockdown, of course, being out, out of New York, New York City, really strict requirements that were going on. I mean, how much did that slow you guys down? Well, we were we were locked out of our rehearsal studio. And so, you know, these buildings were shut down. You could not enter. You, you know, we we're, were tenants there, you know, for our studio, but you could you could not get access so, you know, we went to Dana's backyard and, you know, and, and really the band other than my family and I, I actually, it was just my family. I saw almost, you know, that the entire really strict lockdown period, it was just my bandmates and my family and that's it. And thank God for that. You know, I think that that helped keep me sane or, or tried, you know, as close to sane Saner. as possible. Yeah, it could have been worse for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I was literally only with my husband and our dog and the band. 
(laughs) for most of the time. And I wouldn't even let uh, people in the house, in my actual apartment, um, except to individually go to the bathroom (laughs) one by one. That's right. Yeah, we individually go up and then like, with our masks on and we down. Yeah. It was well because it was, ter- it was really terrifying. Yeah. I take yeah. Care, I was helping take care of my 90-year-old aunt who's my oh, landlady. Yeah. So we were like, Yeah, we're, she's not getting this. No one's going near me. <laughs> so yeah. it was scary. Really um, scary. But I also I also got to really befriend Ron, who I had only just uh, began uh, met in early 2020, uh, and he wound up living two blocks away from me, which oh, wow. is very, very strange. No kidding. So it was well, all meant to be. Yeah. yeah, and Ron being the drummer who replaced the original drummer, what a couple right before the pandemic, Tracy was out it. Yeah, right before the pandemic. Yeah. So you guys got together in your backyard, Dana. Did you guys already have songs worked out? Did you create songs in the backyard? I mean, kind of, kind of, where were you at in the album writing process? Jericho and Lucky, we had already been playing out. Okay. For a while, actually, maybe a year or two for each song. I know we were in Europe with Jericho and Lucky. Yeah, and Lucky. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a, a handful of the songs, like Tracy wrote the bones of All Good Things. I wrote the bones of Weary Bones. And we just were going back and forth and outside is where it really the rest of the writing happened drive fully happened outside fully um so now this being played outside in your backyard was you guys are playing all acoustics uh what what was the makeshift drums uh recycling bins yeah <laughs> i was gonna say buckets yeah. but like the old metal chairs like the super old ones uh like the heavy duty ones uh buckets old trash cans <laughs> anything wait, and we have little we amps okay tiny amps like little practice amps yeah yeah it was so weird because when ron joined the band we were like okay all right brother get your passport ready we're we're taking you all around the world and you know three <laughs> weeks later he's in the backyard hitting on a can yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here yeah. that's, a, that's a bit of a downgrade in expectations yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But nothing you guys can control, you know, I mean, it, who could predict this was coming? It, you know, it ended up working out in its own way in that, you know, we really got to know and spend time with Ron. I know Dana did. Tina lives really close by too. So they got to see a lot of each other and it really like cemented the, the friendship for all of us, I think. Yeah. And that was one of the good things, like if there is good things that come out of the pandemic is, if you had a good relationship, whether it's with bands, family, like you, you survived and realized, yeah, you know, everything is good. Like we can get through anything. On the flip side, if probably if you had a bad one, it probably went away, but it was, it was a good either accelerator or decelerator. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Totally. Yep. I'm very thankful. 100%. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? My wife and I are going to be married 21 years in October, and I think we're going to hit 21 now through all this stuff. And our kids don't hate us, so it worked out yeah. for us, too. No, that's <laughs> great. That's a win. <laughs> I'm going on 17 years of marriage, and, and <laughs> at some point, like, you know, a year into the pandemic, I was like, I think we did really good. Like, we, we haven't fought. Our, we, our baby still, you know, like, loves us, you know, so I think we're, we're doing good. 
So I'm very, very thankful. <laughs> and the band stayed together. We had no breakups. We were able to come in. We were able to do this album without, you know, with generally easy. Um, going back to Jericho, great song. Has very much that 70s style blues-based arena rocker sound, huge sound. You guys recorded that or should send out the video during the pandemic because I, I remember watching you guys were wearing masks in the studio. So was that the first thing you guys recorded? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually what's funny is, so our drummer quit, but we had already had booked and paid for a recording session. So we brought Ron in before we even invited him okay. to be the drummer. And then when we went to go re-record drums for the actual record, we wound up using his drums from that day, from that very first day. Yeah. Like, which is crazy. Crazy. Like no the very first half hour he played with us. Yeah. And that's what you hear. That's what you hear on the album. We've got Tina joining us here. So I'm going to let her in. All right. Hey. Or you can say no. <laughs> she had so much fun last time. She just had to, she has to join in again, I think is what it is. She, she was having FOMO. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. There's Tina. Uh, Tina's just joined us. Hey, there. What's going hey on? Hey, now. Nice to see you again. Hey, now. How are you? We're good. good. How are you? We are good. just discussing uh, about how this album started and came together, and we were on in being in Dana's backyard. So if you want to oh, yeah. add something in from there. Oh. <laughs> um. Yes, the the great memories of uh, I think the weather was kind of like it is now here. It's kind of it's warm and like springy and like full of hope. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that's what uh, yeah. And it was just um, um, you know, when you've been uh, hibernating for so long, and it's like your first, you know seeing your friends, you know, your first time seeing your friends and having be like a group of people and having it be us, you know, I think we're the only people we really wanted to see out of the gate. Yeah. You know, when the gates yeah. open, I think it was us that we really missed out of everybody, you know, yeah. everyone. So, um, yeah, and I think that that, that brought a lot of uh, creative flow and excitement. And then we talked, we did speak to like the bonding process with family and bands where, you know, you get through this pandemic together and you realize you guys can stick together because you didn't, you didn't kill each other or come out hating people because it's like the only people that you see the whole time. Yeah. Wait, I, I'm, I'm, you know what, the fact that I, I can, I'm looking at all the things in the background and, um. <laughs> I don't know if a condition that's called when somebody's talking and you're looking at like ADHD. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I've taken some online tests for it and it, and I don't know if I qualify, but I was, you have cool stuff hanging in the background and cars and posters. Um, Me or Brian, both of us. Wanted to repeat the question. What, what did you say? <laughs> it was more I'm of a confused. statement. It was more of a statement. Oh, okay. Oh, oh that's why it, oh, Okay. I just said we we got through the process of realizing through the pandemic when we only see our friends or family, our bandmates, and you get through it without hating each other. It creates a stronger bond and the knowledge that you guys can move forward and not have a problem being a band or a family. Right, right, right. I dig. I dig that. And I and we survived it, right? Right. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. and so, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say I've got a two-part question. Um First of all, for Dana, like when, when you write, do you play guitar as well, a piano or something when, when you're writing? I play both. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then the second part question is like, did you, how many songs did you all have together and how, how does that go in deciding what's going to make the album and what's not? This time is way different because normally we get to test run things for audiences. So we didn't really get to gauge it like that, um, except for Jericho and Lucky, which we knew were good crowd pleasers. Um, yeah. Is that, is that right? That's right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us. I don't know. There's no right answer. Well, I felt like, they, you know, Dana writes all the time. So you're, you know, like, she's constantly writing. So we would just go to the backyard and she'd sing or strum or play a keyboard of something that she was working on. And then we just had kind of, in one way, the luxury to just kind of play around with it and and see, you know, and toss back ideas back and forth. And and that's, that's how everything like came to, it's everything that Dana was creating came to the song right you know. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm having the same problem Tina I yeah. can't speak tonight <laughs> you know you know what I wish I wish I would I had you guys on my phone I'm doing this on my desktop but I would love to show you like I'm in my home office right now getting ready to pack for tour if you could see what this disaster looks like <laughs> it, would, it would be really interesting to like I have six pairs of glasses here and I, and 30 pairs of underpants. It's just like, <laughs> we're good like not having the underpants. Like you don't have to show us that. <laughs> That's cool. <Like>. Underpants. <laughs> I want to know, Tracy, who are you, what ball game are you watching? Oh, I have the news. I have, I have oh, the, the news, news on. on? Okay. Yeah, I, I can see, see like a reflection in your Jane Lee Hooker poster behind you. I thought it looked like a baseball game was going on. No, but I was at the Yankee game yesterday with my daughter, who turns out is like the biggest baseball fan of all time. I had wow. no idea. Like, well, I'm not a big baseball fan, but she loves playing softball. And I took her to the Yankees yesterday. Cool. She was so funny because she was like trash talking. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, oh, come on, Chapman. Like, I was like, you know these? Like, oh, you know Chapman? These? Yeah, we gave him up numbers? on the Reds. Yeah, she's... She, she really she really knows her now, um, her players it was really cute the thing about softball that always makes me crazy i played baseball in my 20s um the chants and the cheers but she probably gets a musical ability from you i mean come on right how how are the cheers on the softball team they are are amazing they, they, <laughs> their cheers and their chants are they do they do like um uh, i i'm not gonna um <laughs> i'm not gonna do them for you <laughs> but they are hilarious and it also involves like a little choreography and uh, they, of course but there is this one that i love so much when they're out in the field and the other team gets an out at bat they do this cheer it's like one out two to go one out two to go and then they do like clap they they hit their heel and then they hit their ass no way and they all <laughs> do it in the outfield so if like you're the batter and you see that you're like oh yeah that is my out it's so harsh but it's so cute at the same time and they all do it at the same time from softball now these yeah. <laughs> I, I, I coached That's my amazing. daughter in softball when she was really young and that was the hardest thing for me to get used to after being playing baseball i'm a coach of baseball for forever it's like where do these cheers of these chants come from like but by the end of the season i'm like doing them too so yeah 
they're really catchy. They're really catchy. <laughs> they, they, they really, you know what? Dana, Tina, you might be able to take these things and do a do a song or two out of them. You know, you never wow. know. Well, I, I should go chatting. catch a game. We should catch Eliza T-Bone. We should go do yeah. some recon. Yeah, we should. Yes, you should. She would love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Make sure you get the songwriting some of the credits back to the kids. So yes, you do it, take it. It will, it'll go to Eliza. <laughs> you don't want them to sue you. Exactly. That could be a stage intro. Mm. Oh, oh no. Too <laughs> Or you guys can sponsor a team in the league, and that way, if they, I mean, if they do get the songs, then you sort of own them, anyways. Ooh, you know, one one thing at a time, Jason. One thing at a time. We're overwhelmed. You guys, you know, this team can be called the Jane Lee Hookers. I mean, that'll go over great with the that'll go over great. Uh, I'm offended. Why not? I I was a dance teacher for many years, and I would wear my my shirt. Yeah, a Jane Lee Hooker shirt, and I could see some parents are like, oh, "What's going on? Like, what is that?" <laughs> <laughs> the people who obviously do not have a love of the blues music and know it's a play Correct. on John Lee Hooker. Come on. Correct. Correct. Right? It happens but... more often than I um, I'd <laughs> ever think. Yeah. That I'd hate to even announce that it happens way too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. One, yeah, at least one person per sh- at a show will say, "So uh, who's Jane?" and uh, What's what's with the band? Or I get called Jane constantly. <laughs> yeah, and then my name is Dane. Uh, You're the hoodie so of Jane Lee Hooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor poor Darius Rucker. I mean, God, he's got to oh, go with some actually called hoodie. Hootie. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so true. <laughs> I think he got in a fight with a dude at a gas station or something somewhere once because I think they were calling him Hootie. This is back in the '90s, like peak popularity. Do you guys remember that? I no, um, but he probably I, was like, I've, "I've had it. That's it. I'm, I'm just." Yeah. I'm serious. So, yeah. Dana, if you, you know, you get start swinging, we'll understand. <laughs> Dana, danger! Watch out. There you go. That's right. That's, what, that's why you got the name. Hey, you guys have the nickname <laughs> Dana Danger. We have T Bone and High Top, right? Yeah, correct Mundo. See, I called you guys by your non-stage names. I apologize to start. That's with. okay. No, we I'm, all came with our own nicknames it was not given to through jane lee hooker we all came with them <laughs> oh really yeah, that is true yeah so except ron what's ron eliza gave him lightning rob yeah my rob. daughter oh. yes she named um Genius. she knows who lightning hopkins is and she put together lightning and rod and lightning ron genius genius yeah. Wow. Awesome. Fits in per- and what's Mary? What's Mary's nickname? Hail Mary. Hail Mary. There you go. So <laughs> n- next time when we have you guys on, we just have to have everybody on to kind of treat con- complete the quintet, quartet, quintet. Five. Yeah. Five. Five. God, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't counter speak either. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be doing a stinking podcast. <laughs> My apology. Brian, say something. I'm gonna shut up. Well, I was just it just when you're talking about nicknames, it just reminded me like. Uh, you know, you could go on tour with the Dead Deads because they always have their first name and then Dead is the last name. That's but uh, true. but uh, they're mm. out of Nashville anyway. I was gonna going back to the songwriting process. With uh, some of the songs that didn't make it, if you feel like really strongly about that, like how do you are you able to let that go? Because I would, I, I, it would seem to me, I, I can't picture you guys arguing arguing at all. So, like, if you have a song that you really felt like, I really want this one in, but it, is there a voting process? Like, how does that work? 
honestly, I would like to say that it literally comes out in the song. Like we know. Yeah. Like, we had yeah. this one song, How About That, that we were playing the last time we toured. It never panned out. And we're going to revisit it, I think, one day. We discussed it, but like it just, it never like finished itself. Yeah, you feel yeah. it. Yeah. So it's a pretty, pretty natural process. It's not too difficult. Yeah. Cool. I'd say. I will say I sent Runaway Train to the band like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then it got, we didn't put it in Spurious. And then somehow it just came out. I don't know why or how, but it came out. And I, I love that one. Right, yeah. right, right. Because it just right. didn't work then, but it worked. Well, you sent Jericho way early on. Too. Yeah. 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 Jericho. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. I sent Jericho like five years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's interesting, too. It. Yeah. So, so can we talk about Jericho real fast? And, and Tracy, I know you gave us a little bit of the origins back on when we were doing the, the tribute show. But that song is not typical for you guys. So you guys have three total albums, right? Two of the original materials. It, yeah. It's it's more of that straight ahead rock or like more of an Aerosmithy song or something I call 70s. And it doesn't necessarily hardcore blues fit, but it's really good. Like, I guess, Dana, where did you come from from even bringing that song to the band? Uh, well, I grew up in church and I, I, st I recently, no, it, not recently, this is now a long time ago. I, I lean into this story. I love storytelling. My dad always told me those are the best types of songs. And I just wrote about the idea of raising your voices. I loved that. That is the story. It's the sound that- Knocking the wall down, right? the wall down, yeah. And it just, when we released it, just we, I, we didn't know what was gonna be happening in the world. So it kind of was timely and not on purpose. Um, so yeah, it was literally just telling that story of using sound to change things. And it's right. great. And I, I love like the, the, the trading off of the guitar solos between Tina and Tracy there at the same time, you guys both get chances to shine, which is one of the things I really like about the band is you guys take turns taking leads and playing and kind of doing that, the Skinner thing, or, you know, I enjoy it. So how much fun was it to play, to do the, you know, the, the guitar parts in that song? Oh my God. So much fun. And it's fun to play every time. Like I love yeah. playing. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's one of those. Um, we always write. We always do like a two a two solo song. <laughs> it's we like our thing. the breeze, <laughs> like, baby. That's what. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I that was gonna. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun, and it's fun to play rock song a rock song like that too. Yeah, you know. And what's really exciting is that uh, we get to really take the song on tour which it never really got toured, this song. Yeah. We had played it on other tours. Toward the end of the tour, we're like, it, that song, you know, like maybe we should just, fuck it, let's just do it, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, we played it, like, it the right? last tour. We definitely played it the last tour. Yeah. But wait, the, for the whole time, for the whole tour? Oh, don't even tell I, me. I, have, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't that? remember. 2019. No, it, it, it wasn't like a night after night, like month tour. I just know that we did play it because I have video of it. And we definitely it, right. played it the last, definitely the very, very last show. I was wearing that sequin thing. And That's what there. I mean. It was like we, we decided <laughs> to do it. But um, this trip, 
I'm really excited to play that song. I love that. It's a rocker. It's a totally. I'm excited yeah. to play all of them. We need to yeah, get them seasoned. Too. That's the point. It's they they are babies. They're little song they're, babies. I know. It's 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 so much fun to like take something. You gotta nurture just, them and have them yeah. grow while you're over yeah. in Europe. They're gonna they, sound completely different 30 days from now. Mark my words. <laughs> and you know what? The song like a lot of the youth who grow up in Europe, it's gonna be great. They've got universal health care, good food, good alcohol. So you know they're gonna grow up right. <laughs> yes. They're we growing up with children. Children. That's yeah. very funny. That is very funny. Right? That's so why speaking, Brian has me. I don't know anything. I just make jokes. <laughs> so speaking of the Skinner influence that Tina and Tracy have uh talked about. You know, we know that Dana plays guitar. Was there ever going to be a, not necessarily even a, a Skinner cover, but is well, there ever going to be a, three guitars on stage for a Jane Lee Hooker song? A Jane Lee Hooky, Hooker Army? <laughs> Skinner <laughs> Army? Oh, well, we actually, I think we talked about like having Dana, like having three guitars on stage. Like We talked about it a while ago. I'm not, yeah. I'm not there yet. I like writing with it. Cool. But you do, you do play some keys Dana's live great. as well, I've seen. I, oh I, yeah. I play the keys live uh, now. And now, honestly, only in this interview did I realize why maybe this out record has so much keys is because I was playing it. I wanted to be involved in the backyard sessions. So I had a little battery powered Yamaha sitting on, you know, under the grapevines. What, so it was my way of being involved. There also, you go. Besides yeah. just singing. So besides just singing, just singing. Yeah, because no songwriting is hard as the singer at first because they're just repeatedly playing the same thing, and I'm like, speaking of the singing, like, what do you do? You, uh, do warm ups to your voice? Uh, you know, we talked to some singers that say, Well, you're not supposed to talk the day of the show. Is there anything in particular that you do? uh, for warming up for the show or resting the voice or you anything must- like that? You must warm up. Yes. I don't believe in the not speaking thing. Right, right. Uh, that's a little excessive. Yeah. Uh, you need to, even when you're speaking, you need to be speaking from the right place. Right. And that's how you sing rock and roll. I, I'm trained. My mother was a trained opera singer and I went to school for musical theater. So I was, it's just like habit at this point, but I do my lip trills. I do my warm ups. Um <laughs> And then I drink whiskey after the show <laughs> and then I go to bed, <laughs> you know, rest. And also I don't try to sing before a certain hour. That's not right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my, that's my, right. thing. like, I don't sing until after. Oh, and I have to be awake for at least four hours. Wow. I can't like, I can't like be asleep and then two hours later have a show or one hour later. Absolutely not. It will never, never. I always wondered too, like on the radio shows like Stern or somebody where they had these art, the artists come in like perform at seven, eight a.m. in the morning and how hard that's got to be. I would probably, if I, if, the, if I ever had to do that, I'd stay up just, all night. Just, just I would never. Really? Pulling on either. Hell no. You <laughs> well, have to take a nap the day before and then wake up at midnight so that you're all ready. Have a couple, you know, sips of whiskey. Make sure everything's all warm and loose and ready to go. No, but not before singing. I not before not sing singing. Before shows. Anymore. Do we do tea or anything like that? Lemon water? Nah. 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 Just nah. nah. All right. Just so, water. Tina and Tracy, how annoying is it when the lead singer does all the vocal drills before? Or do you guys just leave and get out of there? Oh, I don't it's mind. Not, I, oh, my God. It. No. No. It's, it, I don't it's do it never... excessively, to be honest. No. no. It's not like, yeah. no, 
Like you see no, the you, you don't, you Dana. You do. Well, because no. I yeah. use sound check for that, you know, like I'll do like my basic warm ups and then I'll like ease into sound check and then that's my warm up. Sound check is my warm up. Right. And then I'll redo it before this. Or set. you do you do the thing where your lips. Yeah. Like, lip, like, yes. Oh, yeah. Lip drills. Lip drills. I think it's a better question to ask Dana how annoying it is to hear two guitar players tune up. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on, on two guitars. Then do you guys just start playing just like independent stuff too? Because I got another guitar player in my band and we do the same thing. We'll tune and then we'll both like warm up, play different things and everybody else. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. (laughs) It's loud as hell. It's be so annoying. It's a circus. Soundcheck is a circus. You have the drummer like, and suddenly I'm like, oh shit. Okay. We're starting that. Okay. (laughs) You know, Mary is the only silent one. During warm up, during a bass check. players are always silent, silent, and very stoic for the most part. Yeah. That's why that's why we like bass players. Yeah. All right, going back to the album, we have eight songs on here, all re- like top to bottom, really good. And I'm going to throw this out, you guys, as a compliment. It's very Led Zeppelin y to me in the way that you do have these very much blues influenced songs. And then you throw in something like the seventh track, White Gold, which has like that acoustic, like the I don't know, is there a dobro on there? But it reminds me of something we'd also hear on Led Zeppelin 3. Mm. Wow. Thank you. That's first, um, first, when I heard the album, that's what I heard. I'm like, this has got a little bit of Led Zeppelin 3 all over. So, I mean, wow. tell me oh. about that song. That song just was like placed in our lap in November of 2019. <laughs> yeah. Uh, By who? Um, the portal. <laughs> the universe <laughs> gave it to us. Actually, no, my father-in-law, uh, Tina, and Tracy were you were at my house yep and you we were just chilling and I was recording and my husband was watching the ranger game or something I don't know what he was watching and then he they're Tina you just were playing that riff, riff blah, 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 that lick like from the get-go that was it on yep. the fly and that was it and then my husband goes Dana <laughs> Saxon uh, Saxon's, uh, what, I don't know, what is the song? Right, oh, the three pearl button studs. So yeah. Keep an eye out. Saxon says, keep an eye out. Keep an eye on the lookout for the white gold, black pearl, blah, blah, blah. I don't know my, now I can't speak. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was a text message from my father-in-law. So, Tina, that was your riff on the slide that you came up with? Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just in, like an amalgamation of a lot of like, you know, Delta blues, yeah, kind of um, riffs, if you will. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. And you were playing. Were, just, were you using a dobro on that one or something? Yes. Not not your telly, yeah. right? Okay. No, that was um, a steel. Yep. And um, yeah, I've been wanting to. I've you know, I've always played slide, you know, through the mm-hmm. years, and I've never had a chance like this to have a, like a song like this on on an album, and like, and I, it, it was the right kind of thing for that song you know yeah um to have a song on on a record it, it's a good kind of track to have you know and um and i love playing slide so yeah and yeah. you're the primary slide uh, tracy you don't usually play slide correct oh lord no not that at all <laughs> <laughs> but how different was it for you because again you know, this song is atypical stuff we've heard from you on the previous couple albums where, right. you know, we've got our 70s arena rocker. We've got this, which is like very Led Zeppelin three, like Tracy, for you playing a little bit something out of your normal, I guess, comfort zone. You know, it just it felt totally normal 
because I just try to go in between where T-Bone is. Yeah. So I just try to put my little things in around her things. And it's, it, it's actually extremely satisfying. It's like a little puzzle and you're like, oh yeah, oh that's weird. And that, but that works. It's, it's a, it's a lot yeah. of fun. It was totally normal. It's how we, we approach, I, it's how I approach every song. Yeah. I love it. it. Like, this, go ahead, sorry, Tina. No, it, it always seems to work. Like when we, we never played that song really until we recorded it, like really like get had like we had this structure down and they were like let's just go in as soon as we yeah. figured out what it was we just went right to record it and then in playback i'm thinking like tracy's playing exactly just like the perfect thing you know like that's, it's that's like it is, damn just it. balance so good yeah it's like fell so that that was that's good that's good to go and as a guitar player i know you got a question brian i'm gonna make it just a statement but as a guitar player i that's one of the things i really love about you guys is that your ability to kind of play together and and support each other in the music and like again when i'm listening to your songs your records that's i always get on to that and it's just it's it's great i just you know you guys are awesome oh, but thank you thank you thank you so I'm fam girling out like a stuff. <laughs> <laughs> on the song drive to me it, it has a kind of similar vibe to mama said where I, I think i feel like i hear like an influence of like uh some girls era sticky or uh some girls and tattoo you era stones as far as songs like waiting on a friend and miss you where there's almost like a talking story kind of vibe to it i mean is, is yeah. that does that influence that or is that purely coincidental or i think it's coincidental yeah it, it is conversational right it's a conversational kind of song because when i was writing the lyrics i don't remember i honestly don't remember how this one formed except maybe me going da 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 and that was it i don't even remember it must have been in the yard it was in the yard but i it was mm -hmm. in the yard and I didn't, it wasn't specifically even about the pandemic or travel. It was about my best friend living far, far away. So that, that was it. And it was like talking to her. Another thing I wanted to mention, like uh, when we first had uh, Tina and Tracy on, I had to tell them, it's like the first time I heard the band and uh, the, specifically the first time um, I heard how you doing, it's like, this girl is ferocious, you know, it just like, and it, 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 not that it sounds the same, but for some reason, it just reminded me of like, like the first time I heard Guns N' Roses on their, uh, the live, like a suicide. I mean, just meaning it just seemed so ferocious and so raw and so attacking, but still it's, it's just such an amazing singer. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> I love it, you know? Thank you. Well, I, I gave a hundred percent all or nothing. Baby. <laughs> well, even on Jericho, you know, again, going back to your video where it's really you guys recording the studio, you in the vocal booth really getting in that song and like giving that, that power behind these great guitar licks that the breeze are doing here over here. It's just, yeah. <laughs> the breeze, the breeze, the breeze, uh, right? That, that's, yes. that's the combo. That's a duo nickname. The yes. breeze, right? Yes. It's yes. Breeze, all right. Based on the Skinnerd song, right? We, call me the breeze. Yeah, they yeah. call me the yeah, breeze. Of course. We love when I, people say it. We get so, so excited. We're like, oh, you know. I vaguely remember talking about that the first time you guys were on yeah. the podcast. So my memory is not great, but I do remember that. We oh no, we God. talk about it all the time. We even refer to ourselves sometimes in the first person as the breeze. Yeah. As you should. As you should. You know. Of course. I'm like, where's yeah, the breeze? If, if you look at our texts be between each other, it's like we talk about ourselves as the breeze. 
Yeah. You got to yeah. love it. Yeah. So what's um, what the for dinner tonight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so much easier to just. <laughs> um, but back to the vocals, what you were saying, Dana's supercharged and uh, how you doing and, uh, you know, Jericho. It's a, it's unreal, you know, like I, I, I'm a huge fan of hers, you know, like I, and she's in my band. Steve. I'm in her band. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like uh, amazing. Always, always, yeah. always. Every and time. I'm just, and I'm just the luckiest singer on the planet to consider my band, my best friends also. Like, it's yeah. remarkable. Springboarding from that, like I wanted to just hopefully take a couple minutes here to talk about some of your guys' peers and contemporaries. Now we've had, we've had Lizzie Edwards on a couple of times from Lizzie and the Makers and Dana, she's oh, spoken yeah. highly of you. Oh, Lizzie, yeah. Oh, she's That's awesome. Girl. Nice. Totally. Yeah. And uh, April 29th as a release date was an extra cool day because not only did you guys come out with Roland, but your friends who toured with the Steepwater Band came out with Return of the Wheel. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, wow, what yeah. a release day for those two records. Right? I know. It's it weird. was a big day, actually, for other people, too. There was a lot of music, good music that came out that day. Nothing else comes to mind, but uh, <laughs> I, I did see a lot of other so things. So word on the street, there could be some Jane Lee Hooker Steepwater Band shows if the planets line oh up. Oh, my God. Or we would love that. We tried during the pandemic to get some things together and it just was like the clubs didn't know what was, you know, they don't right, know what, sure. they didn't know what to do. So it was so hard. Um, they're actually, I think they're in Spain right now. So at least mm -hmm. we're yep. going to be in yep. Europe at the same time. Cool. And it's mm -hmm. so good. It's getting closer. The orbit's yeah. coming closer. And as a matter of fact, Joe was the very first uh, guest on this podcast and we've got our 100th coming up here. I think this is 96. So Joe's going to be oh. on the 100th. So it's pretty cool. He's oh, such that a great is really guy. Cool. I love that guy. Good dude, good well. band. And you guys are are good people and a good band. So they're in Europe. You guys are tomorrow, and this is nice of you guys taking some time out, are heading to Europe. What does the European tour look like? Hmm. Um, we begin in Amsterdam. Yes, we fly <laughs> so, in there. Look, my wife's family, her dad is from the Netherlands. They're from um, uh, The Hague. So if you run into the Loppers, L-A-A-P-E-R-S, let them just tell them that you know me and they'll take you guys in. Okay, I'll help you. <laughs> we'll do. Take us out to, to eat. That's yes. great. And give you alcohol. So <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so we start in Amsterdam. What where what countries are we hitting and how long is the tour? Guys, I keep um, on failing at this game. I know Germany. <laughs> no, uh, no. We're doing Oh, I, I have it right here. I'm on your website. So you want me to tell you guys where you're going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Geography is not my my. I'm pre thing. I'm, pre I'm prepared for your tour. <laughs> you, you guys are. I'm prepared to nap in the tour van. That's what I'm prepared no. for. <laughs> <laughs> so, Holland, Belgium, Holland, Belgium, Germany, um, Denmark. Austria, Denmark, Denmark, Austria. Yes, yep. We got uh, this. So Germany. Yeah. I think we covered them all. What is DK? What does DK stand for? Denmark. Denmark. Right? What's DE stand for? Germany. Germany. Deutschland. Oh, there we go. Okay, there we go. I, this is why we're confused, Jason. Yeah. We're confused most <laughs> we get all these letters and we're like, well, all we want to know for is JFK or EWR. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's all we need. Just tell us I those mean, letters and we'll, we'll figure it out. I almost got us on the 
to the airport super late because it's already it's switched to European timing. It was like 1755. And I'm like, oh no, I have to subtract. <laughs> so we're leaving right. at six. Where I was guys. confused is when I look at the second page of your, your tour, it actually spells out Germany in Belgium. But when I looked on the other one, it actually had the abbreviation. So I was trying to figure out what the hell DK was. Because you yeah, already and they put Germany. the date first and then the month. Yes. So yeah. don't forget that. Yay. Are you guys looking forward to any particular country? Like, hey, you know, you've got a really good fan base. I think Germany is probably pretty big for you guys. Yeah. Oh, uh, Belgium, Spirit of 66. Spirit I love Spirit of 66. 66. Is such yeah. a great club. Yeah. I'm so glad we get to go back there. And also Denmark, Kerteminde. We love yes. the owners of this place. And we played there twice before, sold out shows. And we're doing two shows back to back at the same yeah. at this place and they've been sold out for two and a half years These wow we had such great shows there i i literally hugged every person that lived in the town like like yeah, everybody you really? their town came and i stood at the door and on the way out i hugged oh, this is every single pandemic life wow oh, I was gonna say, oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> this is like 2017 that was our first time yeah. everyone was yeah. so lovely literally it was you know what europeans are like you meet somebody and they act like they're your family five minutes later and invite you back to their house or whatever they're they're really really great people and they treat artists uh, with such high regard and so well it's it's nice to be fed (laughs) that's what i'm saying if you run into any loppers l-a-a-p-e-r-s just tell them you know me my wife's well, name's Saskia, so that's a, Rembrandt's wife. So, you know, just say, you know, Jason and Saskia Johannes, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll take care of you. Okay, send them, send them our way, for sure. We will. She's got a ton of relatives in the Netherlands. Like, her dad has, like, 10 brothers and sisters, so and oh, they're all oh, over wow. the freaking place. Was she born here? Oh, wow. was, was she born here? She was the only member of her family born here. Her, her brother was born in wow. Germany. Her mom's German. Her dad's Dutch. They came over to work for GE. Long story, but yes, Tina, she was born here. <laughs> you don't need to know my whole damn life story here, but yes. We love it. Jason, with three people, are we, is it that time of the show? Yes, but before I get to the lightning round real fast, as we have 14 minutes probably-ish left for you guys, um, you guys did something cool for your album release. You did an East Coast, West Coast kind of album release party. Can you guys talk a little bit about where you went, how that came about? Hmm. Well, <laughs> do we do we know? We just said show up in New York and show up in LA. Uh, it kind of really all just happened. <laughs> we obviously knew we needed a release date, mm-hmm. and we wound up not picking a normal venue. We picked Hill Country. Uh, I had only been there to help a friend film something else, and then. Mary was the one who got that ball rolling because she had yep. been seeing shows there because they were doing not secret shows, but they were doing more specific and curated shows, not regularly booking out bands just to fill out this yeah. space because it's un- it's at a basement of a, a big barbecue joint. And they this place is so great. They treat the artists so well, paid us, fed us. Like it was a really wonderful evening. Yeah, it um, felt like a party. Yeah, yeah it felt nice. like a good party. Yeah, and to, yeah. um. Tom Clark and the High Action Boys were so great. What a great oh party starter for us. That was just so fun. And then we just thought, how cool would it be to, because we had not met our manager until a couple days before the release show. In person, and, and yeah. He was, person. yeah. In person. Yeah. So you hadn't met your manager in person until the show? 
Oh, he's, wow. he's, he's Australian. Yeah, he's oh. from Australia. Well, he's, he, lives he's Australia. he lives in Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he had the plan that he was going to LA after New York, and we were like, maybe we should play a show. And then we just like made it a hmm. bicoastal thing. Yeah. We did it, and it happened. And I thought it was a super cool, yeah I thought it was a super cool thing and Tracy you know I kind of chatted over social media a little bit but you were right across the street from one of our favorite bands oh. with a member from one of our favorite bands playing like a couple of days later right the whiskey oh my god I know if if, if I would have gotten like tipped off to that I, I would have stayed an extra couple of days to, oh. to just to see that well yeah to see the Black Crows and then with mm. Charlie Starr playing lead yes. yeah. oh yeah. my god did you he stream did. that? Did you watch the streaming? Yes. Thank oh you for my. putting it up. It was. Yeah. I mean, oh, I want to check it out. It's check it out. So good. He mm-hmm. he plays. He, oh, he was perfect with them. He was so like Rich perfect. actually screwed up parts. Charlie did not. <laughs> no. You know, honestly, I've I've seen him now play three times, and uh, then you know, yeah, three times in total. The, the, they don't make mistakes like there no. are no mistakes no. there's not one and charlie star is singing he's playing slide he's playing in different you know you know uh internet tuning tuning my yeah. words are gone yes. <laughs> my um and he he just does not he does he's flawless flawless like, he's literally flawless like, i've, I've seen never the seen them bad I, I love, I've seen amazing shows, Stones, I've seen like them be great, like, but never flawless. Like he is flawless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan, and so, you know, one of the very first people that contacted us when we had posted that Charlie Star interview, Tracy was right on it. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe you guys <laughs> I said, we can't either. <laughs> I get a Google alert anytime anything about Charlie Star comes up. I'm kidding, I don't. Everybody was saying like, that's the best they've heard since mark ford was with the pros oh for sure he was spot on his tone his tone was amazing oh my god um the brother rich um his tone was nothing in comparison like everything he does it just cuts through it's amazing rich hit a brown note on remedy if you heard or a brown chord did you hear it what does that mean brown is like a bad chord a bad chord and they say if you look on the internets the brown chord is actually it, it vibrates at a frequency that can cause you to lose control of your bowels that's why they call it a brown chord. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> wow i think that cannot Google be it. possibly be, that, that that must be a hoax because no <laughs> south park even did an episode with it no really yeah, I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. But he completely like butchered a chord. Music and you is see very him look powerful. See, really you know, <laughs> sound. It's like Believe you know, me, it's like I've made some sour can... notes, but I've never come close to that. That's well, <laughs> it's the vocal equivalent of breaking a glass with your voice. It is disgusting to you know in your pants when you hear the note. <laughs> oh God! I I can't tell if you're serious or if this is a joke. No, I'm serious. I'm, I'm going to Google it right now. Brown note do it so tina, <laughs> tina check it out like we we put it on our uh, facebook page or you can just go on youtube um and, and watch that performance because again as dual guitar band lead bands like charlie fit in so wonderfully to compliment but also play the lead stuff and like he wasn't with them for very long he's just just a crazy artist but like for me again as a, a guitar player in a, a dual guitar bands like just un- just unbelievable to watch oh my god yeah 
I can't believe I haven't searched it out because I, I I knew he played uh, with the Black Rose. I haven't. Well, you know, if you for the plane ride tomorrow, that's a good hour and fifteen minute oh. show. So that'll that'll you know get it get it yeah. all logged up and ready to go. We on, got on we YouTube. got seven and a half hours. You got a lot of time on that plane. I'll a lot be on of time drugs, on that plane. It's, <laughs> well. We'll that's, <laughs> that's the that's the pain of traveling overseas is like you lose that whole day and if you don't get any sleep on the plane you are really screwed that's why you gotta do red eyes and do your best to sleep that's yeah. It. yeah you got to do red eyes and then like stay up with the people yes stay you know as much as you can yeah all right we got our blackberry so smoke checker, you're, i googled it you are 100 percent correct it is a thing did did you no. guys doubt that no. i'm <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I, I co-host well, a podcast. How could I possibly be wrong about anything? I mean, I've never <laughs> seen, I've seen so many bands and I've seen so many wrong notes played on stage by so many bands. I should have seen some brown, some fecal matter as they were. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you guys are South Park fans, check out the episode two where they're searching out for the brown note. It's, you know, it's typical South Park. I remember that episode. I think I do remember that. <laughs> it is okay, Brian. Go. go we've got five or seven minutes. Go ahead. Let's re-kick this lightning <laughs> round off. Oh, yeah. Jason is at the time right. of the show. <laughs> All right, Jane Lee Hooker. Which, are you guys good to have a quick lightning round? Yeah, oh, I don't know what the yes. hell that means. Uh, I, I don't know what we're doing. It's just okay. fun questions. There, there's there's okay. quick questions first oh, okay. thing that comes to your mind. So Dana, because you've not participated in those before. And by the way, when we had the breeze on last time, one of their answers was they walked in on an orgy. So just remember, Ooh. keep that in mind. Oh, I do that, that, that we did. Work? I know that night. You guys walked in on an orgy and some Wild yeah. West town. Oh, out yes. In yes. Pioneer town. Happy. There you go. Yes. They were pioneers. I remember that night. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you walk in on that, it's kind of hard to forget. Yeah, was some night there for that. Yes. Yeah. All right, Dana. Since you're you're new to this, we will start with you. And all three okay. of you guys are going to get the same question on this one. What are the, what's the last three songs or artists that you've listened to? <laughs> not including yourself. Okay, not including myself. Um. Uh. And you can look at your phone if it helps you. For I can. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Let me look at my. It's not. It's not a pop quiz. But it's open book. <laughs> I have some. What the heck is this? Oh. <laughs> I have Sticks McGee. Sticks What's McGee. That? I'm not familiar. Brian, familiar with that one? Nope. Oh, she oh, brought no, a John record. Lee Hooker. Oh, John Lee Hooker. It's actually, John Lee Hooker. Yeah, I was playing that. He's coming by uh, near Dayton, Ohio this summer, and I think I'm going to have to go check him out. Ooh. Oh, not John Lee Hooker. I'm sorry. Muddy Waters. What am I thinking? <laughs> now, I, I was talking to somebody else about Muddy Waters, and I completely, never mind. Never mind. Um, He's dead. John Lee Hooker's dead. And so Muddy Waters. Waters. I, yeah. Then who the hell am I thinking of? I don't know. I wish Muddy Waters was still alive. Right. <laughs> sorry bring it down <laughs> yeah. i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> well, what else uh i uh oh i've been listening i don't know why it's just on repeat i keep on saying this i've said it in like three interviews but it's still there uh i've been listening to give me back my bullets skinner that's yep. been on repeat in my house so you're a skinner fan as well like the breeze are uh, honestly, that's, that's my favorite I, record i think oh. they 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 made me that way like okay. I, I i heard of 
Leonard Skinner before I joined the band, but how could, you know, I felt, is, I fell more in love with it. Is that on vinyl that you have that, Dana? Right on. I've got uh, Second Helping and uh, Street Survivors on vinyl. I pronounced on vinyl. I have, I've been going through, my family's been going through um, our basement and I've been unearthing. Is it your family's basement okay. or some like random persons? It's my family's, <laughs> and my family's basement. <laughs> Not a random person. So it's a weird mix of Greek things and opera and like Liberace. <laughs> wow. uh, there's some Zappa in there because it's a mix oh, of nice. like, yeah. all kinds of uh, generations. Like my dad was a teenager in this house in the 70s. So it's got... We're unearthing. Wow. <laughs> Good decade. All right, Tina, give give us your three. Uh, Chris Stapleton. I've nice. I love Chris Stapleton. I've been listening to Band of Heathens. Oh, nice. yeah. Oh, that, yes. that, this new album is great with covers on it. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie yeah. Starr is on that album. He's, he's on the song. Right, on that album. Yep. right. I'm really digging. I'm really, I went down a little hole, wormhole with them, Band of Heathens, and I really love them. Um, yeah. And I think, you know what I've been doing, and I, maybe I'm just too wound up lately, but I've been listening to a lot of Indian music. And uh, what did I download? Like from Pan like India, like Asia, like India, yeah, not yeah, like Native yeah. American. Okay. No, I would never use, use the I word. Well, I didn't think so, but there's still a lot of uneducated people that would say that. <laughs> well, that's great because I just happened to pick up a sitar on reverb. <laughs> Did you really? No. It's so no. relaxing. Oh. It's, so oh it's got like 30 strings. I would down the street. And um, I heard it on Pandora because I listened to it at just like Indian stuff. And then it just, it totally mellows me out. Okay. Centers me, like recalibrates oh. me. Um, I become recalibrated. Not really. Know. It's like meditation. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. You know, I'm using funny words because I don't know. I'm, but it feels like that's happening. No, I think recalibrating is right. That sounds right to me. I can be recalibrated. You can uh, absolutely. Yes, no, Sometimes no, you got to no. be recalibrated. I want to be recalibrated. Yeah. So like check it. out. Yeah, and there's a few other artists um, um, that I. Uh, I think it's like by by the photo of this guy. This looks about like 1970. Hmm. So it's good, 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 good. Also. Um, John McLaughlin, do you know that mm -hmm. that that Shakti album that he did? No. It's like more. In the, oh no, it's it's insane. Anyway, I know John so McLaughlin is. But yeah, you got to look up Shakti. I think your okay. brains are going to come out of your ears. Well, if you like Vanda Heathens, check out Trigger Hippie because Ed is also in Trigger Hippie with Gorman from the Black Crows and a couple other people, oh, and sorry. they are awesome. Yes, I do, okay. and they are awesome. I saw them play live in Nashville for the first time in forever. Uh, April, March, I forget. It was they were great. So yeah, if you like Ed and Band of Heathens, definitely check out Trigger Hit. Totally, totally. All right, Tracy, give us your three. Well, first, I'd like to say that this is the exact opposite of a lightning round, right, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. I had like six minutes to think of it. There's not, uh... <laughs> You take that up with your bandmates. I'm just kind of keeping it. <laughs> no, no. It's I, a, I thought it was like rapid right fire. But um, I'm just kidding, obviously. But I, the last thing I listened to, I listened to uh, 
Homecoming by Blackberry Smoke on the way nice. in, uh, in, in the car today. I listened to Some Girls uh, the day before that, and the, uh, probably our I probably listened to our CD today too. Hi, all my daughters. So, oh, so she, hey, she can come in and join in. She can tell us what she's listening to. What song are you <laughs> listening to, baby? Jericho by Jamie Hooker. Oh, right on. <laughs> That's my girl. Yep. And, and Tracy's handing her a $20 bill right now, everybody. <laughs> I gave you so smart. She is. She is. I've got to incorporate those, those softball cheers into an album, though. <laughs> Age intro. <laughs> okay. This goes to the breeze first. And Tina, we'll start with you. What's a piece of gear that you have your eye on right now? Something that you want that you aspire to get? I'll tell you what. I want a new Telecaster, one that these like thin line ones and they're yes. they're hollow. They have like yes. the, the F hole. The F hole, and they're yeah. Not that expensive. Nope. Um, and they um, they're like a reissue of I don't know what year or whatever. But seventies, like a seventies. Um, like yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because it's lighter in weight, and yep. I think I'll be able to do more acrobatics. Would stage. you still like you're going humbuckers on that thing? Humbucker neck pickup? Yes, what are we doing? Because because those have humbuckers. That's what I thought, right? Like, yeah, I think so. I think I'm so. eyeballing. Yes, they 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 do. So I'm eyeballing them, but I'm just I want to know for a fact that they're not going to feedback. You know that hollow right feedback or hollow body feedback that could occur. Yep. Um, and if it was to occur, it would totally happen to me, and it would be like this <laughs> uncontrollable, and the sound guy would be like, "Stop." You could go Jimi Hendrix and just like, just yeah, write it. Just, I'll just rewrite all the songs to fit around the, the feedback. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so, but I, I want, um, I, I, I don't know what it's going to take. Like, I guess the swipe of a credit card can make that happen. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, for, but I, that's what I want. Okay, I like, dig yeah. it. I'll, I'll totally take one of those. Tracy? Yeah. Um. I have, Her. I've always wanted a Dan Armstrong, um, the, you know, the clear plexiglass ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a, I think it's a BC rich that, uh, uh Joe Perry used mm -hmm. and there's a, a beautiful, it's a mock, is it a mockingbird? I think uh, so. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's like wood. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've always wanted one of those. I've never played either of them though. But. That's interesting. Yeah, good choice. I mean, Rich Robinson used to have one of those Dan Armstrongs, didn't he? I think I've seen him play. The, the clear. I think it got wrecked in the hurricane when he lost a bunch of equipment years and years and years ago. Oh God. For Sandy when Sandy hit. Yeah. All right, Dana. You play keys. You play guitar. Is there an instrument that you got your eye on, or something that you aspire to get? Oh, actually, yeah. I've been looking at cellos. Cellos. A cello for a very long time. Well, you have, is, is that a violin? What do you have hanging on your back wall? Oh, a broken violin. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, but I, the violin was actually my very first instrument wow. when I was seven. My mother was the music teacher, so we started. Uh, yeah, you, you had. I did the recorder. And, yeah, of course, you know. right? Of course, of course. Did, like, Tracy, has your daughter gone through the recorder thing at school yet? Is she that old? Yes. Is she, oh, God. What a god-awful instrument. Like, why <laughs> do you give that to children? It's just That's the worst. Terrible. Just the it worst. is, yeah. yeah, yeah, not not good time. So, cello, I like it. You know, you could, you guys are expanding your sound like you have in this new album. You could, you know, the next one, you could throw some cello, some more strings on it. I like making sounds. And actually, I feel like we did that a lot this record which we didn't normally do we really like layered in different things yes normal instruments but like 
I don't know. I just really loved um, really paying attention to each song in such a different way than just like getting it out with a live feel, you know? It was very different for us. Yep. And Got I don't it. know, I've always been inspired by string, like bowed instruments. I love that. Mm. Well, and again, the breeze can grab a bow and Jimmy Page it up there and play some, you know, play some crazy stuff with the bow. <laughs> No. Well, again, because the strings are flat, right? They're they're not pitched or whatever like you have on a vinyl. Like they're not set up to do that. But he made it work. He did. I'll yeah. give him that for sure. <laughs> I think it it made an evil hiss when he put the bow across the strings. What? what song was, <laughs> yes. Song yes. Well, he's in on uh, Cashmere, I That's think, quite Donald a bit, Jordan. didn't he? Did oh, he play it on Cashmere? I don't remember. Oh, he did play it on Are Cash we talking about Jimmy Page or Charlie Daniels? Jimmy Page. <laughs> we were talking about both. both. Right. Uh, <laughs> Daniels played the fiddle, though, right? He didn't do it on the guitar. He played the fiddle. Or did he play guitar? Uh, that's right. That's okay. Right. All right. I can't remember. Like I first things first. My mind, I don't know. My mind's exploded on this. All right. Last lightning round question because I do know you guys have time constraints. So Tracy, we're starting with you on this one, right? We haven't started with you yet, correct? No. All right. It's summer. Well, it's getting summertime. It's finally hot. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Moose tracks. Oh, that's Ooh, such an adult cho choice. Moose tracks? Yeah. Really? I think that's, yeah, I mean, I don't hear a lot of kids getting moose tracks. That's kind of like, I don't know, it feels very adult. I mean, it's I not pistachio adult. I, pistachio sounds adult to me, but. It is. Um, moose tracks is, the, is amazing. It's like All chocolate and graham and like marshmallows, isn't it? It's uh, chocolate, peanut butter, fudge. Peanut butter, fudge. With vanilla ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Moose tracks. Anything with peanut butter is good. I'm, mm -hmm. It's in my book. I don't have a big sweet tooth, but if you throw peanut butter in it, I will eat it. All right, uh, Dana, tell us your ice cream. I'm very plain. I like good old vanilla. Uh, and I uh, occasionally like some cookie dough and caramel. And that if you're really stuff, getting wild. I, really, I do not like chocolate ice cream. People give me problems. Interesting. Crap about that. But I'm also lactose intolerant so i only eat one sample of ice cream at we can get Harry's. sorbet sherbet yeah yeah you know does gelato I mean, have no there's nothing like ice cream like it's yeah, so good of course, of I'll, course my family goes to the ben and jerry factory in vermont every single year so i nice. do have oh. an allotted amount of ice cream every year <laughs> <laughs> that you can think i like it T tina give us your choice um i'm not a sugar person I'm like a salty person, um, but, and I don't even like chocolate that much, but I love Haagen-Dazs chocolate ice cream. Really? Yes, because it has like a like a good tooth feel, like you can chew it. It's Interesting. like this chewy, like delicious, I love the texture. It's and then when I ice cream. Food, I'm like dizzy, but it's very good. Yeah, you can chew it. <laughs> to the tooth, al dente, ice cream. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so i did a very abbreviated lightning round and next time you guys are on we will do it longer because i'm sure you'll have more time but we appreciate you guys getting on here uh be safe traveling overseas do we have plans for north american tour u.s tour when you get back 
No, yeah, not yet. We have a couple of shows booked um, for through the summer, but we're. I heard Cincinnati, Tracy. I think you told me Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Oh, do you don't want to go to Cleveland? Go to Cincinnati. Oh, well, we're playing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What? Yeah. Were you playing in Cincinnati? It's summer series. It's going to be dope. Oh, yeah. I, I I don't know where yet in Cincinnati. But I wonder we'll if they're going to have you on the river downtown by all the stadiums and everything. I don't know. Let me know. Uh, okay, I will go, sure. go to go to one of the two, at least, if not both of them, for sure. Cincinnati, okay. I'm from southwestern Ohio. So, you know, it Cleveland, but I'm living in Columbus now, which is right smack dab in the middle of the state. So I can go. Oh, right. Get to uh, Columbus. Um, we got some good venues here. I actually there is a good venue there that somebody said to call um, Woodland Taverns. Sorry. Was it Woodland remember. Tavern? Was it the um, Rumba Room? Was it uh, uh ace of cups was it oh never mind we could talk offline i don't want to keep you but oh yeah i'll dm you yeah yeah tell me the dates i definitely want to come by and see you and i definitely have some friends that are interested um no but safe travels love the new album everybody it's rolling go get it it's available now it's available streaming you can buy it off their website uh go to janeleehooker.com you can find out about everything about the band where they're going to be get their stuff buy their merch they do have some very cool merch They've got music videos all over the place, live performances on YouTube. Check them out. Brian? Well, I'm hoping for a Minneapolis show. That's my go-to in about three hours yeah. east of Minneapolis. So that would, that would be great for that to happen. Mm. So oh, thank you so yeah. thank you so much to Tracy and Tina and Dana from Jane Lee Hooker. Uh, we we so talked to a lot of bands, but there's a handful of four or five bands that we feel special uh, affection Oh, uh, friendship guys. for thank so thank you, you put so up much with our nonsense that's our regulars why. and it's we chat with you guys quite a bit so thank you so much for being on uh the new new record rolling is great and uh we're looking forward to everything that you guys have to offer and see any uh, uh when the tour uh, gets back over here to north america thank you thank so you much so guys much. it's always yeah, fun guys. thank you so much we'll, we'll see, see you when we get time. back well thank you to uh uh, Tracy and Tina and Dana from Jane Lee Hooker. Um, now it appears that you're having a uh, blues guitarist zombie apocalypse because because John Lee Hooker and Muddy Waters are both dead. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> Brian! I don't know what what what, what my head is. So <laughs> Leilani play, has gone to Chicago and mm-hmm. played at his place and played on stage yep. with him. And I'm blanking on his name. He is coming to Dayton, buddy guy. Thank you. Jeez Louise, Brian. That's what I was trying to think of. And I completely could not and blew it. That's, that's, okay. that's, that's, that's why you're here. It's all good. It's all good and fun. Um, yeah, I did. I, I must have known that. For some reason, I'm not recalling that, but I must have known. She told us that that was it. Yeah, she told us that. There's there's performances of her playing with him on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. About that, that is right. So that is right. I just had, I had, I don't know what I had in my mind. I just won't well, we'll put the two things together. But this Roland album from Jane Lee Hooker, eight songs, it's really good. I am not kidding when I say it's got like these Zeppelin elements where you've got that 70s arena rocker, Jericho. You've got that really cool acoustic Zeppelin uh, three-ish um, song, which is White Gold with like the Dobro and you know all that stuff going on. It's really good. Mercy, Mercy uh drive lucky like it's it is a really really good album I, I i love when they cover the blue stuff but i'm a big fan of all their originals yeah i mean uh you know great great band in the blue genre and but doing their own thing too their own songs you know 
you know, making a blues rock thing. Um, and they, they really do help to, you know, help us cover part of the blues genre because we have so much, uh, so many Southern rock kind of bands on. But, you know, it's it's still, you know, it's so cool to know that they're so influenced by Skinner and they're such big Blackberry Smoke fans too. Yeah, and they got, sounds like they got Dana into being a Skinner fan as well, which is really cool. And like, you know, you wonder if as they're listening to different types of musical acts, you know, does that play into their songwriting, which we really didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to get into because limited time. But, you know, you hear this album and it's definitely expansive more than their first two, right? And then I like it. And they're these, it's a good band. I mean, they have tons of chops and they can do anything. And I really dig this album and I got to see them play live. And I wonder if there's any recording of them playing in the backyard with the acoustics and the recycler bins. <laughs> I saw them post pictures, whether it was the Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook, when they were doing it during the pandemic. Um, I don't know if they did any video or not, but you can see some pictures. Yeah, yeah. And I think finally we learned uh, for your kids, don't don't let them play the recorder. That's <laughs> like everybody around fourth or fifth grade, that's when they give the recorder to the kids to teach them. And it's like... The, <laughs> It's literally the, the worst thing ever. Like, you know. I must have been fortunate to have avoided the recorder. No, you 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 did the recorder. You're just blocking it out. Really? You know? I, well, that could be, you know, you could be right there because if I was blocking out, I wouldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. on that note, always remember, Southern Rock is riven, loses blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 